Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. I am your host, Edgar De Jesus, and I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we have a special co-host, Megan Kendrick, owner of the Pool Pro Magazine, and we are talking to the women nominated for 30 Under 40. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, Ultimate Pool Tools, Danielle, our friend with the SPPA, Blue Ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Raypack, and Heritage Pool Supply. We want to thank them for their continued support. Megan, I didn't botch it. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited to be back on and with all these fantastic women from the pool industry. Yes, today's going to be a very exciting podcast. I'm looking forward to it. So, Marcia, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well here in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> in Montana. So, what's the weather right now in Montana? Today's been pretty rainy. It's probably maybe 70, probably more like 60. It was pretty cold this morning and rainy. <laughs> But it just started doing that two days ago. Two so. days ago. Yeah. Like we cooled down a little bit, but we're already back at 97 today. So Megan, what are you, because you guys are close to us, right? Weather-wise. Yeah, I'm only a couple hours north of you guys. So our weather is usually about the same. So <laughs> probably in the 90s. Ugh. Yeah, but aren't you jealous of Marsha in Missoula? Like it's just got to be gorgeous there. Yeah, it's very beautiful for sure. But it does get cold. So you have to be able to enjoy the cold weather too. <laughs> So I would come out quick now this time of the year and then be gone and wouldn't come back until the cold is gone. <laughs> a lot of people do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? We're doing great. Now, Mallory, where are you at? I am in about an hour south of Chicago and it is freezing and raining today. Not really actually freezing, but cold for summer months, 66. I'm jealous of your 70 there in Montana and definitely <laughs> jealous of the 90 because I'm sure it's not all that enjoyable at 90, but that's pretty cool for you guys, I think, for where you're at, Edgar. Yeah, it just really depends. Like the last couple of days, Megan, I don't know if you got it, but we got the humidity kind of went up because normally we're like 30% humidity, so it's not that terrible. But when it gets to 60, it's like, uh, you don't even want to go outside. We just got, we had rain. Maybe you got the humidity. We got the rain. I'll take the rain. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I would take the rain too. <laughs> yeah, we need We don't rain. have much about humidity here in Montana. <laughs> no. You're talking me into moving, Marsha. <laughs> right? Why didn't we do this podcast from up there? Yeah, yeah. we could all met by you. Oh, yeah. man, I would have been so into that. <laughs> right? I would have been like, let's go. So maybe that's what we need to do, Megan. Since we do podcasts, what we need to do is invite ourselves to other places rather than inviting people to where we're at. 
Oh, I know that, Edgar, you're fancy and have a studio that you bring people to, but going to see people is more my style, where I just pack all up my little equipment in a box and just travel out there and do it live in their neck of the woods. <laughs> you're always welcome here in Chicago. Well, I lived in Evanston for a year when I was doing my master's degree, and I haven't been back. And it just kills me because I loved living in Chicago. It's an acquired taste. Some people view it as this big, scary city. And there's so much good in the city that we don't give it enough credit. Because I think I probably take for granted that it's an only an hour way to go somewhere that people like put on their bucket list. To see. Yeah, it's a beautiful city. I think it's maybe one of the most beautiful cities in the U.S. It's a city, but it just has a lot. I always thought it was beautiful and loved, loved being there. Hey, big shout out to our boy, Zach. He came out of the woods. He does a trip every year where he goes hunting and he went radio silent for like the last week because there's no reception. And I just saw him up here say good morning. And he's like, Woo-hoo, Montana, we're neighbors. I think he's Idaho. Oh, yeah. Well, that's very close. We're only like two hours from Idaho. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's where he was at. He was getting his whole rugged man with the big beard look and he had to go hunting and do his thing. Kimberly, good morning. How are you? Good morning from Lancaster, not Lancaster, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We needed that. What? Yes, what? because what? in California and Pennsylvania, it's Lancaster. Here, it's Lancaster. And I'm jealous of the hunting because that's what I was going to go do this morning as well. But now you're on a podcast instead. I am. So I'm, I'm so excited. There's, but there's still a chance later on this evening if all works out. Can't do both at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm multitasking yeah. here. <laughs> I do get reception out there, but I'm sure with my husband being an avid hunter, he would be like, you know better than to be talking in the woods. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, that's is it rifle or is it bow and arrow? Because Zach was with the whole bow and arrow thing. Not a bow hunter, rifle hunter. So my husband manages two different leases. So altogether, there's a little bit shy under 800 acres. So we're actually in two different zones. So our season in one of our zones came in in August the 15th. The other one comes in August the 11th. I married into it. My husband literally told me in the beginning, we've known each other 20 years. And he told me in the early stages of dating, he was like, I'm just letting you know, if there ever comes a time where it's me or my passion, you got the guy. We have to part ways. So I was a widow, so to say, for four to five months, not every year. And I finally figured out if I want to be a part of this and figure this out, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and I'm going to be better than him. So this year we have a bet, bragging rights on the biggest buck. So we have been eyeballing. It's nonstop. We've been watching cameras since season ended of last year in January, this year, January. When we're not doing pulls, because my husband does this with me, we are in the woods somewhere. That's pretty great. I definitely have friends where it's hunting season rolls around and they're just like, because they're solo parents until hunting season's (laughs) over. I don't know how much longer we can keep doing this. Exactly. (laughs) You just got to put the kids in the backpacks, you know? <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so we did tease Zach. We joked on the podcast and we told everybody that Zach was going to be on an episode of Naked and Afraid because he was so proud of going into the woods. So <laughs> <laughs> It looks like he said he survived. So. Yeah, he did. He did say that he survived it. So 
that's good. But it was really weird because just to let you guys know, like Zach, John and I talk every day for like 10 times a day. It's like ridiculous. And so it was really weird. He kind of went radio silent for a whole week. And then he comes out of the woods and he's like, I'm alive. <laughs> Danielle, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. I think we're all jealous of your background. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, I'm in uh, California. <laughs> it's actually the weather has been weird lately. It's starting to get cooler. And right now we're a little overcast, but hopefully the sun will come out here in a little bit. I'm out by the pool. (laughs) Do you know where Temecula is? A lot of people don't know where that is, but it's in between San Diego and LA, I like to say. Yeah. Very nice area. Very nice area. All right, ladies, listen, we're going to have a great podcast. We got a lot of great stories. There's a couple housekeeping notes that I'm just going to get out of the way so that we could get started. And so for everybody that's wanting to attend the boot camp out at the International Pool and Spa Show, what you're going to want to do is go to poolnation.com. There's a button there that says Pool Nation Boot Camp. It's going to be on the 12th and the 13th. And so you can click on there and it'll take you directly into the registration to let everybody know it is absolutely free. We're going to be doing hands-on classes. And when we talk about hands-on classes, it's literally cutting wires, stripping wires, cutting conduit, connecting to automations, connecting low voltage. And we're going to have a couple different classes on the Sunday. And that's going to be pump and ozone installation and programming with Aquastar. We're going to have automation installation and programming with Hayward. We're going to have heater installation and troubleshooting with Raypack and salt system installation and troubleshooting with Hayward. So that is going to be a full day on Sunday. It'll start at 8. I think we finish at 5.30. The classes are going to be about two hours each, and everybody will be able to go through each one of those right there. Uh-oh, Megan's busting out her magazine. Are you going to show? Are you going to? Be- no, I was just like, oh, I need to look this up real quick. So you just continue while I okay. look what, okay. what I need to look right. up. Thank you. <laughs> we called her out and she didn't like it. Wow. I thought she was going to open the magazine and be like, so look I. at this. So I got well, excited. I've got it. Now I've got it primed. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So when we get to the part, you'll, okay. So anyways, anybody that wants to register again, it's completely free. Go register, go to poolnation.com. You'll see the button that says the boot camp. On Monday, we're going to be doing some classroom style classes with Terry Arco. We'll start with water chemistry. We're going to do managing salt systems with David Jones, ozone systems with Steve Barnes, next level water chemistry with Alicia Stevens, and specialty water care enzyme and phosphates with Jamie Novak. So anybody that wants to attend that, again, poolnation.com. The other thing is the night of the 14th, we are going to be having the Pool Nation Awards and these four amazing women that are here today are nominated for the 30 under 40. And we are definitely excited to see all of you out there. I know that Megan's been there. Marsha, you went last year, right? Yeah, we went last year. It was good. You went last year. I think that's the first time that I met you at the show, right? Yeah. And I think I met you when we were packing up to leave for the whole event, right? Yep. Because when we were leaving, me and Tom seen you guys over on the corner and came over and talked to you when we were, yeah, everybody was heading out the door. (laughs) Yeah. It's always fun getting there and setting up. And then when you have to go home and you have to carry everything, it's not as (laughs) fun. It's, it's yeah, the teardown is always worse than the setup. But yeah. honestly, the best time to be on the show floor is during setup and teardown because that's when I get to talk to the most people, honestly, because everyone's relaxed and you're just going around, borrowing uh, screwdrivers and tape and box cutters because you forgot them from people. And yeah, that's always my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite time, I think. So anyways, the awards are going to be the night of the 14th. And if you want to get tickets to go to the awards, you can go to poolnationawards.com. There's a button there for the tickets. If you've already registered through the show, there's an ability to pick that event. 
And then we're going to have this year the amazing after party. And I had to explain on the Instagram live because a lot of people were all of a sudden like, oh, we're not going to go. We're not drinkers. We're not dancers. We're not partiers. So we've been having to clarify to everybody that the after party is going to be at Alley Lounge on the 66 at the Conrad Hotel. And it's not this big, huge dancing bash party kind of thing. It's just this big, huge lounge with a bar, amazing view. But it's going to be just this big, huge hangout. So if you want to go to the after party, you have to go to the awards, but you can get your tickets through there. And we are really excited about it. We've got a couple surprises for this year for the awards. So anyways, go out there, register, and we will see you guys there. All right, so that's it. That's my housekeeping notes. Just needed to get those. I should have had Megan do those because I always have to do them. <laughs> I'll have a million questions to ask you as I do them because I'll get excited <laughs> about something and I'll be like, oh, what's going to happen here? But I'm a little disappointed that you're not taking us to the club. To the club. <laughs> it's been a while since I've, uh, since I've done yeah, that. Some of us so. that crazy music. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. They do have a separate area of the lounge that maybe we can put a dance floor in there. And But my concern is, let's be honest, Marsha, would you dance? Maybe yes. not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe if Danielle talked me into it. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Just Danielle can talk dance. anybody oh, yeah, into anything. I also would not be dancing. Let's be real. No one wants to see that. Mallory, would yeah. you be dancing? No, nope. Probably not. Nope. Kimberly, would you be dancing? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So I think it's all based on the amount of alcohol that you consume that you get <laughs> out there. I don't drink. So yeah, for sure. I wouldn't be out there. Although Edgar is the one that we would want to be dancing because apparently, which I learned on Wednesday, he's like a break dance champion and he's won talent contests with his break dancing. Wow. So guys, I need a dance floor just to see this, I feel. We don't need anyone else to dance. We just need the Edgar showcase. So all of us need to meet up after this podcast and figure this out. Have exactly what we need, Edgar. Uh -huh. <laughs> I just want you to know that's how rumors get started. And then they never die, just to let you know. That's John, obviously, starting rumors. You know what? He's not here today, so I'm going to think of a rumor and we're going to create a rumor <laughs> between us. And we're going to get that rolling out to the industry. So anyways. Megan spilled your tea, so. <laughs> yeah, somebody's going to have to spill the tea, so. All right, ladies, let's get started. Megan, who should we go with first? Oh, man. Whenever we do our, like, our Zoom company staff meetings, it is always hard because I got to pick who goes next. And I usually just go in the order of the way my boxes are. So Marsha gets to go first because oh, she's no. the first, oh, one. There you go. <laughs> first one next to me. I was afraid you were going to say that. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the only way I can do it. Otherwise, I also get confused about who is gone. And then it cheats because then the next person knows that they're going next. So then they can prepare. And then the last person doesn't have to stress. They're like, oh, I got plenty of time. So... So, Marsha, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey into the pool industry, the company that you're at right now, and, and what you do. So, I actually grew up in the Midwest and in Indiana. So, that's where I spent most of my time. And I actually was working more on the medical side there as a program coordinator for like ESN and group homes. And then I had came out to Montana and met my best friend. She was living out here, and I met this really handsome mountain man. And so I ended up coming out here eventually. That was a long time later. But and then, yeah, when I got here, I met Crystal and Brian. And it was right in the time when the ADA started requiring all the people to have pool lifts on their properties. And so I walked in and met them and we clicked. And so I started helping them with their sales and marketing. And that was 11 years ago. 
I really love the company one. It's family owned. It's small. The owners are great. Our team is amazing. So it's been a really good journey. And that's how I got started into the pool industry. And then I did operations for a little bit and then came back into sales as a regional sales manager, which I want to be. I like sales. And so it's been good. That's how I started into pools. My accident. <laughs> but <laughs> so Marcia, you should explain a little bit to everybody like what Aqua Creek does, because that's something that I've really enjoyed the last few years is getting to know your company and not just about the products that you make, but just the passion that everybody that I talk to in your organization has behind them. It's pretty inspiring. Yeah, it is. Aqua Creek manufacture pool access equipment for pools and spas commercially, but also residentially. And I think a lot of people forget about that sometimes at the residential market. And we hear from those people, which is part of the wonderful part of working here, just It changes like the ability to get people, especially that have a disability into the water, like changes lives. Like it's huge. The water is like so healing and the company's pretty unique too. So Brian started it out of his garage. Crystal's always helped him the whole way. And we were here long before people had to have pool lifts. We were already making access equipment and providing that. And we do a lot with like Make-A-Wish. It's just very rewarding. And I think the industry's finally starting to see When we first started working, especially at the hotels, it was just a real negative, like, oh, we have to have this. No one uses it. And I'm starting to see that change a little bit where people are appreciating them. And I think until you have somebody in your life that has a need for this, you don't really understand it. And I hope that will change. And Marley, our marketing gal, she is amazing. And she's really done a lot to put that message out there. Crystal, our owner, is a woman and half our sales force are women. I was going to say, yeah, that is something else that I've really enjoyed about working with you guys is that you have so many great women on your team. And so here, this is why I was getting the magazine out because Crystal was one of our 30 under 40 last year. What a great story she has about taking over the company from her dad and all of that and just the growth. It's just been really cool to get to learn more about what you guys do. and Yeah, and just seeing everybody grow. She just had her third baby, so... We get to hang out with the baby when she comes in, so. (laughs) That's awesome. Now, what year did the ADA start with the compliance for commercial pools? It was actually started to be enforced in 2012, but it's actually been around like with the Fair Housing Act for 20 years or plus, I think it was like 19 something, but no one was enforcing it. And even if you look like in California, they're starting to even require them in apartment buildings And if you actually look at the code under Fair Housing Act, they're supposed to, too. But it's just no one's enforcing it. But now in commercial pools, they're starting to enforce it. And then a lot of people are complying because there was a few people that went out and started suing people that didn't provide access. But Unfortunately, sometimes, especially with that kind of stuff, that's what it takes for people to finally get into action. Now, let me ask you, I used to do a Marriott property and, and we had lifts. What's the requirement on the size or the body of water for it? Is there a requirement for the size? If they have a pool and a spa, it has to they have to have one for each body of water. And then if it's over 300 linear feet, then you have to provide two means of access. One would be a pool lift and then usually like a sloped entry. So those are the two like primary. Most of the time you can't do sloped entry because it'll take up your whole pool. But on a larger pool that will also qualify. So you have to have it no matter the size. The only time, like if you have a cluster of spas, so if you have five spas in one area that are all similar, then you only have to do one or 5%, like whichever one's greater. But 
Gotcha. Now, is there any states, I'm assuming that's probably a federal law so that it would require all the states to do that? Yeah. And there's also state laws, but most of them are just matched. The, sorry, I'm a bit of a cold, but most of them match the federal requirements. However, in California, they do have a few more rules than the rest of the United States. But what we have done is just made everything California compliant. And then you don't have to even worry about what order and what list. And they're all California and ADA compliant and UL listed. It's one of those things that I feel like as a pool professional that you should know more about than your clients. If you work on an apartment complex or if you work at a commercial facility and they don't have a lift, you should be the one saying, hey, by the way, before you get sued, let me put this in for you. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And I think people are scared of putting them in and they follow our instructions. There's no liability. So you just follow the instructions, put it in right. Do you guys require them to have insurance to do that? We don't, but we sell mostly through distribution. So we don't really end with or deal with the contractor most of the time. I mean, I'll talk to them, but I'm not selling to them. Are they specifically pool professionals like service and repair? Are they contractors like builders that put those in? Every once in a while, we'll have a general contractor. Most of them are pool contractors. And then we do have a little bit on the medical side too, that is a little bit different, but they have different requirements on that side too. So we have the medical side and then distributors and most are pool, but every once in a while, if they're like a GC is doing a bigger project and there happens to be a pool, they'll do it. Edgar, you guys are going to have to do like a full podcast on accessibility because we have not asked Marsha very many questions about herself. We're all just like, tell us about pool lifts because we want to know more about that. <laughs> and it's funny because you're saying that and I was geeking out and asking questions and I'm like, I better stop asking. You know, no, I was the same, I- thinking the same thing. Yeah, because I have a lot more questions about that. <laughs> oh, I have an order for three lifts, Marsha, once we're done with no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the funny thing is we did talk to Marsha and we're trying to work the schedule to get them to come down to Dallas. We're not going to go up, but... You could come to us if you wanted, but we'd like Marley there and she's actually back in uh, the Carolinas. So we talked about it. So after the awards, we've talked that we're going to have her come in because there's a lot of great information that needs to be talked about. So Absolutely. And also one of the things that I think keeps a lot of us in the pool industry is just the way that what we do can actually change people's lives. And we talk about all the ways that water benefits a family and all of those things. But this is something that makes such a huge difference, like she was saying, in people's lives. And it's just so important and something that more people should be paying attention to and installing and talking to people about because more people could probably use them. They're probably struggling to get in and out of their pools because they need that. And there's no reason for that. Yeah, especially like even service, they're out servicing these pools, even residentially. I'm sure lots of people out there that can use a lift, but I don't think that people always think about that side of it. 100%. That's unfortunate, but I think it's exactly what you're saying is until somebody goes through that experience, they don't give it that attention that it needs to get. Let me make sure that our box is in the same spot. So Megan, we're going (laughs) to Mallory. We can go over and down or we can go straight down. So we're going Danielle. Okay. So Danielle. Hi. How are you? Amazing. <laughs> tell us about you. I obviously know not everything about Danielle, but I know a lot about Danielle. But tell us your story. I grew up in the industry. My parents owned a warranty station and pool building company out of San Diego, California. And I think I've talked about this before, but my parents started their company. They were neighbors and they were four years old out of Orange County area. And my dad was 17 years old and he started soliciting himself from door to door for free for doing pool routes for free. 
and yeah, not for free. <laughs> Sounded really weird. <laughs> and then he finally built up a pool route. And then he had my mom who was then went to college and he had her do all the books. And then they continued doing pools and they owned a pool store out of Riverside. And then they slowly made their way to San Diego. And still to this day, they still have a service and repair, not service and repair, a pool building company now with my brother. And so a long time ago, I did the college thing and eventually my dad just never wanted me to take over the business. I don't know why. Like all of a sudden my brother did. And I think I always get so jealous. I'm like, what about me? I would have taken it over. But I ended up doing the college route. I ended up snowboarding instead of college and came back and did a few other things and realized that I wanted to start doing insurance. And I was working for another company within the pool industry offering insurance and realized the policy that was being sold was not something that I wanted to sell anymore. And I said, I'm leaving. And the conversation was, you can't do it by yourself. You have no idea what it takes. And I was like, okay, bye. So I started my own and man, I started doing that. I was probably about 27 years old. I'm only 28 now. So it's only been... (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) 28, so it's only been a year, but no, that's been uh, about 10, 11 years we're going on with this business. It's my first baby and the program is all about the pool professional. And I think that you'll see the love of the industry that I have for the industry because like I said, not only is my family, my parents and my brother, but I've got a cousin named Joel. What up, Joel? <laughs> That's a joke Joel, every time I'm Joel on a podcast. Joel always gets a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the family joke. Every time I'm on a podcast, I was like, what up, Joel? So he's in it. And then on my mom's side or on my dad's side, his brother, his sister-in-law, it just goes on and on. And we always talk about once you have pool water in your blood, you never get out. But the insurance aspect, I started an insurance company for pool professionals. It's actually an alliance for pool professionals, and they have access to general liability insurance, A-rated carriers. There's three programs to pick from. So if you're just starting out, if you have a large company and want more coverage, you have three options to pick from. And we really made the company where the two girls that work in the office are my really good friends, Bailey and Ashley. The customer service is ridiculous. So that's my number one is customer service and get on the phone and talk to someone, text them, whatever you can do. Just make sure that you're having communication, open communication. And I feel like that's really helped us along with the product that we offer is a really good product. And then also Bar Insurance Agency is the broker for SPPA. So everything's really in-house and you really feel that as a pool professional. And I can say this, we've never lost someone because of bad customer service. It's always been they're either getting out of the business or retiring or something like that. But it's been great. There's so many cool stories in this industry about someone who's worked in the industry or had family in the industry. And in the process of doing that, they see a need for something that doesn't exist, whether it's a product or something to make their lives easier. That's how a lot of pool service software has come into the world. But I love that you saw it from an insurance side because that's something that's so important to any business and especially in our industry where there's so many touch points and places where things can go wrong that it's just really fantastic that you came in and were like, you know what, that is where the industry has a great need as someone who really understands what they do and can give them insurance that actually covers them in a way that actually protects them as opposed to just you're paying money for all this stuff that doesn't even pertain to your business and doesn't cover the areas where you're most vulnerable. So it's just such a cool story because you see that so much, but this is such a niche that most people wouldn't have even thought of. 
Well, and I really like how you focused on talking about like the customer experience and customer service because I don't have any feedback on that as far as what other companies that are industry related for that. But I just know in general, nobody is like super excited to talk to the person that they buy their insurance from. So bravo to you for focusing on that because I think that makes a huge difference. And I think we get a little too close to our insurance because sometimes we're like, one guy got on a phone one day, Ashley calls, she goes, man, I heard everything. He got a divorce. He sold his house. <laughs> his dog died. And she said, I was on the phone for an hour. And she goes, I should have soupy. She's going to start a company just talking about people's feelings. <laughs> it's like pool retail store counseling. I feel like that yeah, happened. For you're sure. just like, oh yeah. my gosh, because they feel so connected to you. Should be your fourth <laughs> tier. You should put one with counseling all the yeah. way at the top. <laughs> I love it. Just someone to talk to. <laughs> I do have to tell you, Danielle, I, I think if you look at pool pros, pool guys, pool girls, for the most part, we're talkers. But I think yeah. that's because we're in the backyards all by ourselves. We don't get to talk to anybody. And then we finally talk to somebody and we act like little kids <laughs> where it's like we talk for three hours straight and they're like, oh, my God, this guy just needs to leave. <laughs> so listen, if you give us an ear, we're going to tell you about everything. So, so Danielle. Tell me a little bit about your journey. So maybe what was it like? I think everybody always looks at it now. And, and now how many members do you guys have? It's funny because when they're like, oh, you can't do it back then. We have 3,500. I think we're just about over that now. But 3,500. Just last month, we had 108 new members. This month, we're six away from 100. Of course, you get your people who canceled to getting out of the business or whatever. But we are employee changes and everything like that. But for us... We've been a steady growth since the day we began. And I'll tell you this. I remember the first meeting I had, I was down in San Diego. It was a Merrill Lynch building. I was so young. I really went up there and I talked about my passion. I told him exactly what I was telling you guys. I have a love for this industry. I have no idea. And this is what I want to see it become. And I want it to be better. And these men, there was like a big glass table to overlook San Diego Harbor area. And I was like sitting there shaking, telling him how I felt and all this stuff. And they were like, I felt like I was like one of those movies where they like stood up and they're clapping and <laughs> <laughs> business suits. And I'm like, yes, get on the elevator. I did it. And so those guys, they took a chance with me at that time. And that's really what began the journey. And let me tell you, there's so much to learn, not only as a business person, but I think also as a woman in such a like a high role. And it took me a while to get that backbone because in the beginning, a lot of people did step on me for a lot of money, stuff that actually something that I worked very hard for that should have been given back to me. Someone else was taking. Actually, my husband's like, you can do it to really stick up for myself and say, no, this is something that I want. And actually, I'm going to put it back into the business and make it bigger. But yeah, I think as women in the industry, it's a little bit harder in the insurance industry for me, especially. But it's got to that point now. I think that if even to this day, I feel like that we're one of the largest in the nation right now. And if people, I don't know if they realize that. And I don't know if I get enough credit for it, to be honest. So <laughs> I've heard really good things about you. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> I'd be sad if you're like, oh, you're a liar. A lot of bad things. I, I've heard other things, Danielle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll tell you one of my favorite things about Danielle. I just live vicariously through you, Danielle, just to let you know, I'm going to confess. So first of all, anytime I tell Danielle, hey, I need to do something. I need you to come out. She's like, done. We talked about the Women's Summit and I said, hey, we're going to do the Women's Summit. Literally within five minutes, she sent me a picture of her plane ticket. She like <laughs> booked it right then and there. There was no, let me think about it. It was like, boom, yeah, I'm there, right? Nothing has to right? do with trying to get away from my twins. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. 
So here's what I'm getting at that I love, Danielle, is that every time that you come to Dallas, it's like you bring your group of girlfriends with you and you guys turn it into not just, hey, let's go do the podcast or do whatever we need to do or the training for the Pullman University. It's let's bring the girls out. And I swear, just watching you guys interact, I could tell that you guys are like lifetime friends. And it's very different than getting together with somebody that you don't know, then getting the girls together. And it's funny because now you're going to come out to Dallas and I have the expectation that they're all going to show up. It's really weird. It's like Danielle and her entourage, but I get to know them all and I'm like hugging them. How are you? Oh my God, what are you guys doing? So I think that's absolutely awesome. I wanted to talk about that because, and I can say this, I know that there's associations in our industry that have less members that you do, right? But those are the ones that kind of always get talked about. But you've done an amazing job. And one of the things that in talking to all the people throughout the industry, one of the trends that I see is that those people that have been in the industry that find a niche or a niche into the industry, those for some reason tend to do a lot better. And I don't know if it's because of the passion or it's because you really feel like one of the pool pros out there. And I think when you talk to the pool pros and they talk about being with you guys and stuff like that, that's one of the things that they talk about is A, I'm always going to get a response. A, somebody's going to always answer the phone, but they understand my business. I can be in a situation and talk to them about a problem and they're not just going to tell me, oh, just do this or do that. But it's, here's the things that you could do. Hey, by the way, if you empty a pool, let me give you a waiver that you need to sign. I don't care whether you're with the SPPA or not. I don't care if you're with IPSA or UPA or whatever. Here's this form that you should be getting and having your customer sign to protect yourself. And so I tend to see that, especially with your business, and I love telling the story because it's like you've been in the industry forever. You found your niche and then nobody can compare to the level of service and passion that you're putting into your business. Thank you. That makes me feel so good. Yeah, I think that it's just, it speaks for itself at that point, right? You're talking to these pool professionals. I just feel like every time growing up in the industry, I feel like I'm just talking to one of my buddies. And let me tell you, before this, I was a hairstylist. So I went from hanging out with chicks every day that were crazy to the pool industry. And I was like, I'm like sitting here talking to one of my bros. The women in the industry are amazing. I always just feel, I guess, accepted. And maybe that's the same thing that they're feeling as well on the other side. But then when it comes to insurance, I feel like because it's almost like my little family that I'm protecting them. So for example, we have a renewal coming up and there's something in the policy I'm like so pissed that we don't have. So I'm going in every day I've been calling them. You need to make sure with the underwriters we're getting this in because guess what? I have 3,500 children underneath me, my family here that I have to protect. Yeah, that's something that I think with the passion really speaks for itself there. I do want you to know that Kimberly sent me a message over here going, Edgar, have you noticed that her pool hasn't turned on yet? I'm getting a little bit of worries about the algae in that back right corner. And so I told Kimberly, don't worry about it. I'll bring it up to Danielle. <laughs> Kimberly's like, really, Edgar? That's what you're going to do? You know, we hired one of the spa members. He's a, a friend of ours, too, and he services this pool. But I don't even know why, because my husband's out here every day cleaning it and adding chemicals and stuff. And I'm like, what's the point? Like, why are we? <laughs> so, Kimberly, now that I threw you under the bus, right? Yes. And, and I apologize. That's kind it's of, a gorgeous pool. It is well, nice. Thank huh? you. It took us a year to build. We actually just finished. It's been a whole year. 
And man, we did everything ourselves, of course, because we're everything. Yes. Yeah. It was the gnarliest. I thought like, oh, you just dig a hole, you know, you put the stuff and I've seen my dad do it a million times. Now, do people show up? No. Do they put the tile on sideways? Yes. Do they? (laughs) (laughs) Not in our industry. What are you talking about? (laughs) No. Yeah. I think the best part about it was the pool professional that cleans it, man. That's been the easiest part for us. The building process is pretty ridiculous, but thank you. Appreciate it. A lot of pressure on that SPPA member. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, Danielle, love you. I'm going to (laughs) pass. Yeah. Kimberly, we learned some very cool stuff about you. Tell us about your story. It all started with a Facebook post. I had my kids very young. It's not a secret. I was a teen mom before teen mom was cool and on MTV and all that kind of stuff. I had my oldest son when I was 15, son at 18, married, divorced, all that stuff. So my life always revolved around the children. As I was creeping up on 30, I waitressed for 13 years, nine years in the same restaurant in a little diner in Indian Land, South Carolina, which is probably 30 minutes from me. It's right there, maybe 20 minutes south of Charlotte. So finally, I got to that point. You hit 30 as a woman. You're like, oh, my God, it's over. Like, I've done nothing with my life. Like, stuff hurts. Like, anxiety that you've never had comes on. Like, there's real-life problems going on. And I sat down with my husband at the time. Our oldest son, well, he played baseball, and he traveled a lot with it and high school and everything. And our youngest one was in karate. And I was like, I want something that I don't have to do weekends anymore. I want something where I go in in the morning, I knock my workout, and I'm home by dinner time. And I can't find it. I don't want to be in the food industry anymore. I don't know what I want to do. So I went on Facebook. Who's hiring? First shift only, no restaurants, no weekends. Because at the time, my husband was like, take a year off from working. Enjoy the small moments with the kids while you have them. I was like, okay. So somebody messaged my husband, didn't even message me. And they was like, is Kim still looking for a job? And he was like, yeah, but it's not a rush. I don't quite know where she's at with it. She messaged me and she said, you don't know me, but my job's hiring. Do you like being outside? I was like, not forcefully, no. It has to be a me thing. I want to be outside, I'll go outside. But if I want to go inside, that's okay too. And this was the selling point. Imagine getting paid to get a tan. And I'm like, sold. Didn't ask anything else. Went in the next day, spoke to the operations manager at this company. And he was telling me, he was like, this is your job duties. This is what we expect. You'll train for two weeks. And I was like, this can't be hard. Two weeks of training and then you're throwing me out there. The girl that trained me in my eyes was great. But come to find out once I got out on my own and started using what I learned at that moment, because my first week I called my husband. It was on a Friday and we stopped to take a lunch break. And I called him and I was like, I don't think I can do this. And he was like, why? I was like, I don't, you don't understand. I was like, there's bugs, there's snakes. It's not for (laughs) me. And he was like, Kim, just try. You're not a quitter, try. So I stuck with it and I went out on my own and I realized that everything that I was taught was almost sabotaging me. So I was adding calcium chloride flakes to skimmer baskets. It gets hot and it reacts. And I was like, oh no. And I was like, but this is what she was doing. So finally, after a few callbacks, 
I said, you know what? I need to get serious about this. And I started asking questions and it never stopped because this is one of those industries where you can ask four different people the same question and get five different answers. It is the epitome of there's many ways to skin a cat. And there is, and I've learned that. So after, with a year with that company, I was finally offered lead maintenance technician, which was huge for me because a year prior, I was like, I'm not doing this. Then I started training the technicians. And then the owners of the company, they decided it was time to retire. I still talk to them. They're great people. And if they were still in the business and own that business, I don't think I would have ever gotten this far. But through all that, I left from there. The new owner and me just didn't jive. Our, I'm all about the honest approach, transparency. I know it's abrasive for a lot of people, but in this industry, touching on what Danielle said, it is a male-driven industry, no doubt about it. And you do have to grow thick skin. And as a woman, I feel that there are times that we have to really almost break out Wikipedia and show it to people where I've seen some pool guys come out and they'll just sunglasses on, no eye contact. And it's not knocking any pool guys. My husband's one. And they can spin out, hey, you need this and this and this. Okay, do whatever needs to be done. But when I go out and say the same exact thing, it's like, but do you know that little meter that you use for electricity? Do you know how to use that meter? And I was like, with my lady brain, if I use it really, really hard. Yes, I do. <laughs> but, I'm going to use that. That's like perfect. <laughs> yeah, that is, I guess. <laughs> but being in the South and Southern hospitality is very real. We open doors. Thank you. And in this industry, I feel like over time, I remember when I first started seven years ago that you worked with other companies, whether they were your competitor or whatever. If a client called and you didn't have room on your route, or you didn't specialize in that and you knew that your neighbor did and you believed in their business and their quality, you would refer them. It's not like that anymore. If you do that, in most cases, it's like you're cutting each other's throats. So fast forward to two years after that, because like I said, I left. I went to work with another company and I started there as the route slash operations manager. I was still cleaning 10 to 15 pools a day managing the technicians, managing the 200 clients that we had, all the stuff that was coming in. And I also did repairs. So he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself at the time. I was like, as a woman, I can multitask. I can take on many tasks and I can figure it out. But he sat me down one day and it made perfect sense. He was like, I don't think you understand what you're capable of in this industry. Not only do you reciprocate what's being taught to you, you challenge it. I went to Floyd's Pro Academy classes and all kinds of stuff. And in that class, most of the guys are just sitting there and they're asking and Rocco and David Pugh and them are in there. And I'm like, but in that situation, and they're like, and I was the only female in there. So I felt out of place in a way. And I always have in this industry. But he told me, I don't think I'll ever be able to provide you with what you need based on what you know. He said, I'm going to be honest with you. At some point as a route manager, as a service technician, service manager, you do cap out. Unless it's commission-based, I can only pay you so much. And I got that. And he was like, I don't think it would be a bad idea in the next few years to consider 
taking what you learn. Let me mentor you, be my apprentice through all this and show you how to do this on your own, which I thought was awesome because no business owner wants to teach someone something and that be their competitor later on down the road. So I like great leadership. Exactly. They truly want the best for you. And I still speak to them at least once a month. We try to speak. So in the meantime, they were having shortings. They were getting ready to cut hours because season was winding down or we overstaffed because we had a lot of helpers. So I told them, I said, I'm going to do the non-selfish thing. I said, I'm going to go ahead and I know I've got another job. I've been talking, which they knew about. I said, I can start there next week. I hate to see anybody get fired because I know my salary pays for two of those people. If I take my stuff away, they keep their jobs. And this is their first step at the pool industry, which is a great industry. And I don't think any of us really understood how big it was. So I left and I went to work for another company for two weeks. And in those two weeks, I was given the best sales pitch entry position. I was like the CEO president of this company. Great pay, great benefits, company vehicle, company credit card, everything. Well, as I'm going into it, I'm learning. I'm with the other technicians and I'm out on a job and I'm watching it and I'm like, that's not right. That is 110% not right. And I asked them, I said, where'd you learn that from? And it was like, we've never done pools before. The owner, this is how he showed us how to do it. And I'm like, but did he explain it? He said, no, you just follow these steps and then you plug these numbers into Orenda. That's it. I was like, but every pool's different. Not all pools are the same. And they were like, you don't go against the boss. And that's when like red flags came up everywhere. So I called the owner and I said, I'd like to touch base with you on what happened today. These guys, they're not being given the fair opportunity to excel. You're throwing information at them and just saying, hey, do it. And come to find out in the heat of that argument and quitting 930 that morning, They started that company two years prior to me being there. So they started COVID went worldwide March of 2019. They started that company May of that year, which a lot of people did. They knew people were stuck at home. They knew the pool industry was booming. But the recession of 08, pool industry did not go anywhere. It stayed strong just like it did through COVID. Everything that he learned was from YouTube. And I'm not talking about the professionals. I'm talking the pool owners with the magic erasers and the copper tube and just throw this in there and that. So I call my husband and I'm like, hey, I got some news for you. I just started this job and it's 930 on a Thursday morning. He was like, what did you do? And I said, I just quit my job. <laughs> I just quit. <laughs> and he was oh, like, man. and he knows me. He's, There's always a reason. He said, what happened? And I said, and she was beeping in. So I said, you know what? I hate to be messy, but I'm going to conference you in. Don't say anything. Just listen to this craziness. So she's hysterical. You can't leave. You signed a non-compete. I said, I've already researched that on my behalf. There's a lot of loopholes in there. Doesn't count. I was like, I'm not going through this with you. I won't poach or do anything like that, but I'm going to do money. And on the way home, my husband was like, are you really going to do that? And I was like, yes, I'm going to do that. I was like, Crap, I forgot. I left her truck key in my truck. So I had to go back and face the music. So I knocked on the door and I was like, and here. But on the way home, I had this huge epiphany and I was like, I'm going to do this. I have always set my mind to stuff and always. And this was the one thing that always teetered 
Can you do it? Can you not do it? Will you be taken seriously? Do you have it? And I was sitting there and I was like, I have tried so hard to prove my worth to others. And I have been true to myself throughout this whole journey. And then it was like light bulb, tried and true pool company. So on the way home, I'm on the phone texting and driving and I'm on the IRS's website (laughs) and I'm like apply for and I'm doing all this. So by the time I get home, I'm already stopped at the bank. I opened up my business account. I've got the cards. I've got the company credit card. I've got magnets coming from my truck from a sign place here. My husband's like, are you serious? I was like, you don't understand. I've already got our tax account and doing our stuff. I've got everything figured out. So June 16th of 2022, I started this company and I started it with the mindset that I was already like five years in. I had contracts, I had agreements, I had everything, but no clients at all. So I had to really put myself out there. And Facebook really has been my biggest thing. Is faith, that's how people find out. I've done Google ads. I've done ads in magazines, in neighborhood magazines, in the gated communities. And Facebook's been it. And a lot of it, you get to the point where it is word of mouth. We expanded this year. We got into building and leak detection. And I'm a general contractor now. So that was exciting to be able to do all that. I am proud of myself. My husband's proud of me. And I finally told him, I said, you know, I think we're good. I think we're going to be good. So he was hanging on to his job that he's in an industry he's done for 20 years in fire protection. And he was like, we have great insurance. The money comes in. And I was like, you trust me. I've trusted everything that you've said. I even married your craziness. I trust (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, just trust me. So he quit his job and he was like, I don't know. Here it is. It's Friday, lunchtime, my time. I'm sitting in front of a computer and he's digging a hole. So I think we're okay. I think we're going to have to, Megan, have him on and tell us what it's like to work for the boss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a a great idea. (laughs) Exactly. But my kids work for me. My oldest son works for a competitor, which is fine. He started there when I started this company. My youngest one will be 17. He does homeschooling. He works for me. He helps me on the routes. And then my oldest son's girlfriend, she works for me as well. So it is literally family through and through. And Danielle said, customer service. It's not real anymore. You don't get it. As any professional, and as y'all see, how many times have you gotten a phone call? They're like, thank God somebody finally answered the phone. Nobody got back in touch with me. They said they was going to be out here two weeks ago. I've been trying to reach them. It just goes straight to voicemail. Voicemail box is full. Like, it means a lot. And that's what I tell people. Are we the cheapest? No. Are we the most expensive? No. But we are the most reliable in our area. They know that if they pick up that phone and call, if I don't answer it right away, I'm either on the other line with the customer. I'll call you right back. You can text. You can email. Like I was telling Edgar earlier, I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning to text messages from 10 because there's a pool emergency. And they are family. They're not just the people that pay my bills. My husband said, I will only come on the podcast if you buy me a steak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually posting that on the screen now. (laughs) Yeah, that is our very own Jeremy. Here's the challenge, though. So you guys do a lot of barbecue, right? Or is it where you're at? A lot of steak, a lot of... We do a lot of steak. Like when we say barbecue, and I know it's different everywhere because my mom's from up north. If you say barbecue, it's cooking hot dogs, hamburgers, stuff like that. 
down here in the south, you say, do you want barbecue? It's like brisket, pulled pork. Mm -hmm. like, that's the barbecue <laughs> that we think about. As a girl from the north, I will say I spend a lot of time in the south because that's where my business partner lives. And I prefer southern barbecue way over the northern barbecue, I will say. The mustard-based and vinegar-based sauces, yes. We'll have to bring <laughs> them out to Texas. You don't know what right, you Daniel? just started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a perfect spot in mind for a great steak. No, that's an absolutely amazing journey, Kimberly. Really going from being a, a waitress to getting into the service industry that's male-dominated like you're saying. And I think that tide is shifting and we'll talk about that a little bit later today. But I had no idea that you guys were a general contractor and you're building pools now. That is an absolute amazing journey to be where you guys are at today. I absolutely love it. And I think a lot of the women that we've talked to that have been in your same situation on the service side and stuff like that, I think it's the same thing, right? They're intimidated when they go to the trainings and they're the only women but I'm starting to see that tide shift a little bit. We're starting to see that change where women like you guys are coming on going, no, we're going to step up and take over if we have to. I think too, like women were before, I almost see like nervous to get into the industry. But if you realize how many things we multitask every day, like we are freaking awesome beings. I say this all the time, but we're awesome. We can do a lot of things. Like not only are we running these businesses, but we have these kids over here and then we're going to make dinner and then we're going to do laundry and we're going to do all this stuff. And then at the end of the day, you have to have a little time for yourself. It is so many things that we can do. And what I've seen personally from the industry is I've seen a lot of people, they want the woman to clean their pool more because she's doing a better job, to be honest. She's yeah. detail-oriented. Yes, <laughs> yes. And how she would do it for her own pool. Of course, that's the men are amazing. But the women, like my aunt cleans pools. And when she retired recently, everyone's like, what do you mean? It's almost like they didn't want anyone else other than her. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So I'm curious, Kim, because you talked about how when you first got into the industry, you were looking for a job that gave you some more flexibility. Do you feel like the pool industry has done that? You sound pretty busy. So I'm just curious, were you able to do some more of the mom things that you had wanted to do when you got into the pool industry? In the beginning, yes. Prior to being a business owner, yes. But I just got to the point where the kids were getting older, almost 20 and 17, two boys now, mom who knows nothing. One tried to call me during the podcast, one's tried to come in the door. <laughs> they finally got to the point where they didn't need me as much. So I started taking on more roles in the company, not so much weekends. My weekends were still available. But then I found myself giving 60, 70 hours a week to a company that I invested in time, energy, even money, traveling, going out of my way sometimes, buying tools that they didn't think we needed just because they were scared that they would get lost on a job site or the technician doesn't care for something that would never be mine. Our evenings now, like even one of our oldest ones moved out, our youngest one still lives at home. Our evenings now, because we're all in the pool industry, is so what was so-and-so's pH? Because I was curious when you watching it or, hey, that stain, was it a stain? Were you able to get it lifted? Or my husband being out there, he was like, right now he's on a job with another builder. Him and another builder have been really close and they've been working together. They collaborate on these jobs. They help one another tremendously. And if it wasn't for Keith, my husband would be lost. And that would be honest. Keith's mentored him and pushed him and said, you can do this. 
So they're actually doing a dive pool right now. And it's 15 foot deep. It's a vinyl pool. And the walls are like straight down. So they've been fighting this pool for weeks with the weather, with vermiculiting the bottom, all that kind of stuff. That's what my dinner, if we have a dinner date this evening, which we probably won't, that's what it'll be about is vermiculite and how to get that perfect mixture and what to do. And so life's, it's different conversations, our time spent together. But everybody's involved, and that's something that we've never had, whether it was hunting or fishing or baseball. Not everybody was on the same page. This is that one common thing that we all have. And it's much easier, and I know you ladies know, it's so much easier talking to somebody about this industry that knows this industry versus just like me calling my mom and saying, you'll never believe this. Today, I was at this pool and the copper levels are like, hey, four. So what does that mean? What does that mean? I have or you like you. tell them something crazy. Oh, I can't believe it was the alkalinity was zero or the pH was 6.6. And they're like, okay, I don't know what that means. Exactly. And Kimberly, I can tell you, Kimberly, it's never going to go away. One of the things my son tells me, dad, it doesn't matter where you go and it doesn't matter who you talk to. It always ends up in a conversation about pools. <laughs> and I go, what are you talking about? He goes, we just left the dentist's office and he's, asking what you do. And the next thing you know, he's talking to you about his pool for the next 45 minutes. And I'm sitting next waiting for you guys. And I'm like, oh man, that's true. And this is no line. It's probably TMI. I just went for my yearly with my doctor and she just had a pool bill. So I'm like <laughs> laying on the table and legs and syrups. And I, she was out of was like, and but we're so close. And so when I finally got done, she was like, so brush it with a steel brush every day. She's like, a builder told me that no one brush would get the job done. And I was like, no, 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 no. no. So it, did you tell her I'm going to send you a bill? I should have. I should have. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. Mallory, we have to get to you, but let's do this. I'm going to put everybody on a cliffhanger. Let's do this. Let's take a quick look. Michael over here saying consulting fees for sure. LOL. Absolutely. So let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will talk to Mallory and get her side of the story. The Hyper Poll from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care poll designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. 
created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical cost and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high-range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation live podcast. We are talking to the amazing women that have been nominated for 30 under 40. And I can tell absolutely why they've been nominated. They're just so far, the stories have been absolutely amazing. So, Mallory, we followed Megan's path all the way down. So we're saving, what, the best for last? I wouldn't say that. Everybody's pretty awesome. So no, a little pressure, like a little right? Nervous. Yeah. I was like, okay, great. Now the pressure's on. It's showtime. Tell us your story. All right. Oddly enough, I found the pool industry in the newspaper. So I was a freshman in college. I was getting ready to get on to my next school. So I had transferred to go to university and I knew I needed a summer job. And so the job I was currently at, I've always worked in the pool with pools in some way. Like I started as a lifeguard and then I ran a rec center with a pool in it. And so that rec center closed a lot in the summertime because it was an indoor pool. So I I knew that the following summer I was going to need something with more hours. So I found this retail job. It just said retail associate, apply in person. And the address, it actually didn't even say what company. So I did. And it was DeRosha Backyard Pools in uh, Shorewood, Illinois. And I was hooked. Like from the first day, 
just the problem solving behind the counter, figuring out water chemistry was like it for me. I was like, this is so different than what I've ever done. So I grew in the business. I was going to school to be a teacher. And if you really get to know me, that would have been like really not the right position for me at all, at all. I always need a challenge and I need a lot of, okay, what's the next step? And it would just, I don't know. But I decided at the very end of my journey as an educator, in school anyway, that I really loved this pool thing. And in 2008, a position became available for a management position within that retail store. And it was pretty much like challenge accepted. So I applied, loved it, loved working with young people because we primarily, in my position there, were hiring college students like myself. So I understood who was working for me and knew how to motivate them. We had a lot of fun. And then over the years, another location of theirs needed a manager. So I took on two locations. And then in 2015, they bumped me up to operations manager of all three of their locations. And mainly because I had created extensive system and procedure manuals across their company that really helped with efficiency and setting standards and such. And that's something that within the industry, I have really talked a lot about how important it is. So then I just plugged along and grew the business, made such good relationships with the people I worked for and the people I worked with. I was so grateful and still am very grateful that I started my career where I did because the owners of the company that I work for are awesome. And they pretty much said like anything, any educational opportunity that you want, just name it. And so through that, I ended up meeting tons and tons of people within the industry again, fell in love with the industry all over again and knew this is where I wanted to be probably from my entire career. And then through those connections, I met Jane Merritt, who is my business partner for Toolbox for Excellence. We'll get there. But basically throughout the years, Jane and I had just like spitfired ideas, helped each other grow our businesses with different ideas. And we happened to be at this conference in 2022. And it was a small group of people. And It was just like you heard this echoing of, we need training. And the training that this particular manufacturer was offering was the the people in the room kept saying, your training's great, but you don't understand pool people. So we walked outside and started talking about it. And I said, we can totally do this. Like we are the pool people that they're looking for. And it's funny that weekend, we ended up spending about 90% of that weekend on the phone and decided to start Toolbox for Excellence, which is a training company. And it's turned into consulting, but really the main goal was to provide trainings to our industry from pool people, for pool people, just a lot of us are doing. And the idea was it didn't always have to be just like pool related. It could be business operating. So for example, how do we bolster the leadership in our industry? Because sometimes that's something we don't talk about as much. And those kind of things keep people in the industry. So in 22, I fully planned on doing both Toolbox and working for DeRochers. And then the floodgates opened when Toolbox started. And we realized there was such a need for people wanting us actually to work in their stores. I knew I couldn't do both at the time. And so I left DeRochers. Toolbox has been wonderful. I get to work in stores across the country, which is so cool, by the way, and work in other people's service departments, in their sales departments, and help them figure out what the best processes are for their company. So I had mentioned that system and procedure manual that I've presented across the country. 
people were that interested in it that they were like, hey, come and help me figure out how to run my service office. It sounds like you've got this on lockdown. To be completely honest, most of the time I don't. It just takes me a little bit of time and it's a challenge. So then I think about it for about a week straight and I'm like, I figured it out. So problem solving is really what has hooked me to the industry. And it's so interesting to hear everyone's story today because there's so many things that were so similar. For example, Kim, when you were talking about the owner that saw something in you you didn't see, I feel like that is exactly what happened when I left Drocers and went to Toolbox is people were like, hey, I know you were doing this. Come do it for me. Help me. And it was like, wow, you think I'm good enough to do that. So you almost don't understand your worth until you step outside yourself and someone says, you can totally do this. Yeah, it's been an adventure, that's for sure. So in the past year, we have been in nearly a dozen dealers, whether that's virtual or actually in their locations. And I also took on a little bit of a position, not a little bit, a big position at All Seasons Pools and Spas as their business development manager. And some of my coworkers are watching. So thank you guys. (laughs) Big support, big shout out. Seeing all these different opportunities to grow myself and help others grow. It's always been a focus for me. Even when I was working at DeRocher's, it was really important to me to lead and guide people that were working for me, even if that meant they weren't going to stay in the industry. But whatever they chose to do, I wanted them to be the best at it. And I wanted them to take something from working with me that benefited their life. I was even like doing a blog at one point to talk about all the cool things they did because I was losing people to internships, which drove me crazy. They'd be like, oh, I'll work for you for two years and then I need to get an internship. And I was like, I'll build you one. And (laughs) And it was fun. Like one of them did industrial design and it was like, let's have you do some imaging and create some stuff here. And so just like Thinking outside the box is my favorite part of this industry next to networking. So I think the only reason I am where I am today and was confident enough to jump on building my own business is through all of you. So all of the people that we network with make such a difference in your life and continue to support you. So even when Toolbox started, the emails and phone calls that rushed in for Jane and I both that were like, wow, This is something this industry needs. Somebody to help us share ideas or get us connected with the right people that would be able to give us the answers because we never claim to know everything, but we do feel we have a network of people that we could get them connected with. My business partner was down in Louisiana last week and they needed some help with marketing and branding and we could totally help to some degree, but it was something that we felt like we knew somebody that would be able to coach them through it. And it was just like, hey, you need to get connected with this person. And she does it amazing. Shout out to Maggie Wood from Hanson. She's just the best branding I've seen. And she does it all. She is really great. (laughs) It's really great. Just getting those people connected because until we foster those relationships, there's someone out there that could help you that you might not even know about. But that was my really quick over-caffeinated run <laughs> life story. But I've done it all. Worked in the field a little bit, like here and there, filling in for someone. I used to fight to get out in the field. Like, oh, let me go to that pool. Let me clean that pool up. Retail management has been my focus. Sales. Jane's pretty much done it all to construction service. So the two of us together can be a force. We're really interestingly different. Like I'm the Northern girl. She's the Southern girl from South Carolina. What our main focus is always is how do we make the industry better and how do we help people get connected, but also really just making sure that there's 
people see the value in staying in our industry because it always was heartbreaking to me. I would coach someone up and I'd be like, oh, they could do this. They could be here for a good long while. Then they would be like, I don't see the opportunity to stay in the industry. And that's unfortunate. And I think the more we talk about that, the bigger we can grow that. So like particularly one of my employees from years ago, ended up working as a manufacturer rep and then later on took on managing a store. She is wonderful and she could do anything, but it was like so exciting to see her stay in this industry because she saw those opportunities. So Mallory, did you end up finishing your teaching degree then or did you? (laughs) So I actually did everything but my student teaching and I think I started in 2015. I went back for sales and sales management, so I do have a degree in that. And then I went back for management and leadership in for my master's. So I'm a nerd. I'm a total nerd. Oh, I'm with you. I'm in the multiple degrees category too. The thing I might be best at is just doing school. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Me too. Like where I'm like, oh, I can totally do that. There's an instructional design master's program I was looking at recently because it's relevant to Toolbox. And I was like, I could do that also. I could have two jobs or a job in a business and go back for my second master's for fun, right? I yeah, mean, no, at some point you just need to stop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> or just audit the classes. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. Yeah, you don't need that. You don't need the paper. You just need the knowledge. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but you are teaching a lot. I was going to say, so, so you weren't a teacher, fits. but you are a teacher. Yeah. And that's what everyone always says. And they're like, really, you are educating. Even when I was working in a retail store, I was educating. But it's just a different environment. I think I would have gotten, and this is probably going to match up with my statement of I like a challenge. I think I would have gotten a little bored as a teacher, like the same subjects each year kind of thing. And nothing, I think teaching is one of the hardest jobs out there. And I think that's another reason why I was scared because I was like, I am going to fail at this. I would have sent my son to your class and you would have quit. <laughs> no, I'm sure not. Because I, I think I would have loved to getting know to, to get to know my students because I loved getting to know my employees. But at the same time, I was looking at it and I was like, this pool thing, teaching, mm, and then it was like a no-brainer. And even my husband to this day, when I said, I think it's time for me to do toolbox full time, he's like, totally, I know you can do it. But he's like, I never in a million years thought you would walk away from that store because it was my baby. I love them and I hope they're doing well and it seems like they're doing well and we keep in touch here and there, but it was hard to walk away to be like, wow, all this stuff that I put all this like time and effort and my heart into isn't mine anymore. So it's a breakup. It it is a breakup. (laughs) It is a breakup. That's pretty solidly. It's the same thing that everyone has said in some ways, like I needed something that was mine. So I needed to take that next challenge and be like, this is my new baby. It's my second baby. And now I'm going to help it grow and go to college. So (laughs) (laughs) I love that you guys cover everything, which is really cool. Because I feel like business owners, you just sometimes you just need those outside eyes and like someone who has seen enough from a whole bunch of different businesses. It's so helpful to have someone come in and look at everything and be like, okay, but why this and why that? And why haven't you tried this? It's just so valuable. And I found that in my business, like just having someone else give you that view of this is where you can do something better because, and it can be kind of life-changing actually. Yeah, yeah. it's so interesting because it's really a game changer on both sides, right? So for example, and I'll use All Seasons as an example because they're watching. So when I went in to All Seasons for the first time as Toolbox, I just sat there all day and asked questions. Like, why are you doing this? Okay, tell me more. And it was like, I was learning stuff. 
you could find that one thing, maybe that one little step that if it was implemented or if we tried to change it, or is there a reason to not change it? It really brought value to their business. And I believe my clients across the country feel the same way. And I know one of the things that's been interesting for Jane and I is we were managing in a way that was pretty similar, but different at the same time. And you go in a business that their structure is totally different. And you're like, wow, I can see why. And then you just fine tune their processes to make what they have in place work. Again, this whole problem solving challenge thing is really my mantra here, but it's been a delight. And just working with other customers in other places and seeing that they're all the same has been pretty funny to me. Like all of our stories align. I worked two weeks on and off at a store this summer and it was like, I would laugh to myself like when they would be like asking, what do you mean you can't come out for three days? And it was like, we'll get there as soon as we can. Don't worry, there's a frog in your skimmer basket. You could definitely get that out on your own. Just really silly things that our customers do. It happens to all of us. And I know we chat about it, but like to see it in real life is just mind blowing. That is something that I've learned talking to a whole bunch of people across the industry. It is funny, like the same themes continually come up over and over again, the same challenges, the same problems. And so, yeah, that is pretty funny. Like I said, you're just sitting there and you're like, wow, I was right. We weren't crazy. We weren't having a bad day. Our customers are a little nutty. We actually, Jane and I decided to do a course on it, like the evolution of our customers, like how the customer experience has changed and like technology and just moving forward in the years here and how people shop. And so we're going to present that at the show and we're going to make it a little funny because we all have those same experiences. But let's just talk about how we overcome them. What language do we use? Like, how do we word this so that it is great customer service? But at the same time, sometimes you have to say, no, I can't run out to your pool to grab that frog out of your skimmer basket. (laughs) I've got an emergency. There's a frog. Kim, there's an emergency. There's a frog in the pool. And there's a service call. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Ladies, absolutely amazing stories. I love that Megan, that we get everything right from sales and service and just the education and Danielle with the insurance. I just absolutely love it. I truly believe that women are starting to make a very big impact in our industry. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. When I come back, I'm going to put Megan in the hot seat. She's going to get the final thoughts. We'll be right back. The Hyper Poll from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care poll designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. 
It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile, and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical cost and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation live podcast. We're talking to Marsha, Mallory, Kimberly, Danielle, special co-host here, Megan. So we're towards the end of the podcast. And normally at this point, it's easy because I just go, hey, Zach, give me your final thoughts. Hey, John, give me your final thoughts. But we don't have either one of them today. So we threw Megan under the bus. I did give her a little bit of a heads up that I was going to do this, Megan. So by the way, you're welcome. Normally, I would have just waited all the way to the last minute and would have been like, Megan, give me your final thoughts. I've listened to the podcast enough. I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Okay. Here's the thing is we might throw it to one of the girls out there that's on the podcast. So just to let you know, FYI, we might kind of, Megan might go, give me your final thoughts. Megan, final thoughts? Man, Okay. I just think it's amazing looking at all of the different facets of the industry that are represented in this group of women. You already mentioned a little bit, Edgar, but like how cool we've got someone from 
manufacturing. We have Danielle with insurance. Kim owns a service and repair and is a builder. And then you've got Mallory who rounds it out with retail and training. I wish Sabrina and Jessica had been able to get on as well to talk about what they do in the industry. But it's just really cool to see women in all different aspects of the industry and really killing it and doing great and changing the industry for the better. And I think it's awesome too, like women have always been in this industry, have always been an integral part of the pool industry. I think it's really awesome that you guys have created this place where we can give them a chance to talk about their journeys. And I just think that community is being built of women within the industry where we're making those connections and everyone has had a chance to pop their head up and raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm here and I'm really good at what I do. And I'm an important part of this industry. And I just think it's fantastic that women are getting that recognition in our industry now because they've always been there and they're just starting to see that more and more. It's just been really fun to get to do this. And I've loved getting the chance to meet all of these great people and the guys that we talked to on Wednesday night for 30 Under 40 and the Pool Nation Awards. And then these women, it's the most rewarding part about what I do is getting the chance to meet all of these people and hear their stories and get a chance to tell their stories to the rest of the industry. It's just fantastic. Yeah, I love that. I think in our industry, and Megan, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're seeing a generational shift, right? We're, we're starting to see, and I talk to a lot of people all the time and I'm 70 years old and I'm retiring and I'm 66 and I'm passing the business on to my son. I have phone calls where you have the father and the son and the, and the father's going, no, we can't do that because we've always done. And the son is saying, dad, you need to stop. This is not the way. And you hear the fathers listening to the sons going, you know what? You're right. I have to stop that. And so we're in this generational shift where people that are coming into the industry are really seeing it like what Kimberly was saying, like what Mallory was saying. They see this as a career, as an opportunity, as an industry. So we see that a lot. But the one thing as of lately I've been seeing a lot is, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was the Women's Summit or what, but I'm all of a sudden aware of how much more women are either coming into the space, but exactly what you were saying, Megan, is like, they're saying, wait a second, we're here. And all of a sudden I'm starting to see this shift in balance where, yeah, the men have been always the ones to talk or a male dominated, but I'm starting to see that shift at the same time in the industry. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm loving every second of it because a lot of the women that I talk to are just absolutely freaking amazing. And I agree with Danielle. I think there's a lot of things that women do that they do better than men. And there's nothing wrong with accepting that, acknowledging that. And I think our industry needs that balance. And so I'm really starting to see that shift in the industry. And I don't know if it's just the women saying, hey, we're here, or it is that there is this movement of, yeah, we are who we are and we need to take over in certain roles. And you were talking about a company, I think Pool Corp now for women in high leadership roles. Executives. Yeah, absolutely. C-suite. <laughs> C-suite. Yeah, C-suite. 
I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of there are more women coming into the industry. And I think there's just in general, more recognition of women in the industry. So we're seeing more of them, which is great. But this is the conversation around diversity in general. You get the more diversity you have in an industry, whether it's gender or race or whatever it may be, you get more diversity of thought. You have more creative solutions to problems. You have different ideas come in that are fresh and new. And that's how an industry grows. And there's also, like you said, that generational shift as well. You start bringing in young people who get the benefit of learning everything that came before, but also can bring in those new ideas. And it's just a really exciting time in our industry and fun to see the growth and the changes and the diversity coming in and what that's bringing for all of us. I have one thing to chime in on that. And it's funny because one of my coworkers and I were talking about this yesterday, specifically about the generational shift. And this is something that I learned in parenting. So your parents' ceiling, so what they were the highest capable of, is now your floor. So You want to take everything you learn from like your parents or your mentor and then raise the ceiling for the next generation. And that's exactly what Edgar was saying is we're learning all this knowledge from the generations previous to us, but then we want to tweak it, make it our own because we might understand the demographic of buyers now or maybe we see a different perspective. The more that we accept that and move forward with that as these succession plans happen in these businesses, the stronger the entire industry is because everyone brings something different to the table. Absolutely. Question. Do you guys have your dresses for the awards? No. Not yet. (laughs) Okay, so Marsha, not yet. Danielle? I left mine last year at home. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. I'll probably wear that one. (laughs) I was going to say, she's prepared. She's been prepared since last year. Yeah. I was having stress dreams about my dress. Like I dreamt that I like showed up to the awards without it and had to run back to the hotel. So I was like, it's time to buy something because you're just going to continue to stress out about it. So I have a dress hanging in my bathroom right now. (laughs) There you go. Kimberly, are you ready? No, no, because I'm in my work shirt and my Under Armour (laughs) shorts right now because like I've got a call to go do. And I was sitting there looking at it, and I was like, oh, they're fancy. This is fancy. (laughs) I said, so uh, I was telling my husband, I was like, you're going to have to be fancy. And he was like, no, no overalls, no, no. (laughs) We can't bring the Crocs out today. Um, (laughs) The Crocs. But everything's booked. We're coming in on the 13th on that Monday and going to leave out on the 15th. Leaving the children over the business for those three days is scary enough. So 48 hours of Vegas is plenty for me. I've done it before. Now, not drinking or partying, I get to actually experience it. And I'm really excited. So the dress, I don't know. Don't worry about it as much as I did and have stress. It's really not that important. Or you could just forget it like I did. <laughs> we'll find, that, maybe that's where I got that dream from, Danielle. Come up with yeah. a way to make your current outfit into some sort of ball gown attire, because that would be awesome to see. Have you ever seen those duct tape ones? Yeah, like oh, something yeah. super creative. Yeah. I know somebody does. Yeah. Like, I've got plenty of contractor bags that I can probably make a duct tape belt with right there now. There you go. And there my husband, blue jeans, and a bunch of t shirt <laughs> and then next awards ceremony, we'll have like best dressed creative award. You'll have the only picture that'll be going over social media is that crazy dress all over through the whole thing. <laughs> Nobody else will talk about anything else but the crazy dress, right? I mean, it's so, hard. I'm five foot two on a good day. So finding a dress is pretty difficult. Mallory, you ready? You got your dress? 
I am not, but I have been having the same stress dreams, Megan. So it's on my to-do list for today. Throughout this, I've been writing down things that I was like, oh man, I need to talk to Marsha later on about this or Danielle later (laughs) on about this. And then I wrote, (laughs) buy dress today. So I'm going to make sure it gets done today. Those to-do lists I live and die by. That's awesome. Ladies, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I know that I ate two hours of everybody's day. I know that Kim's like, Edgar, you're probably like John Kim. Edgar, can you please stop? I got to go to work. And so I pulled everybody. So I want to thank everybody for jumping on. I'm going on Monday to Las Vegas, going to go look at our space, going to go look at the lounge and do all that stuff for the setup. So I'm excited about that. Megan, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. And I am excited and look forward to meeting all of you in person. Danielle, we've already met Marsha for a minute, but meeting all of you in person at the Pool Nation Awards. Have a great weekend. Thanks for having us. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye, ladies. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. 